Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. Senate Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs will come to order. On Thursday, President Joe Biden's nominee for the Federal Reserve's top Wall Street cop, Sarah Bloom Raskin, faced major GOP pushback during her Senate confirmation hearing. Raskin has made the case that financial institutions should account for risks posed by climate change, a position cheered by Democrats but criticized by Republicans. So whatever the risk, the job of the banking regulators is to make sure that the banking system has appropriately accounted for these risks and is prepared to mitigate them. Today, Politico Zach Coleman on what Raskin's confirmation hearing means for the future of the Fed. It's Friday, February 4th. So, Zach, just to start us off, can you give us a little background on Sarah Bloom Raskin and the position she was nominated for? Yeah, so Sarah Bloom Raskin has been a Senate-confirmed official before. She is a former Deputy Treasury Secretary, where she did a lot of focus on cybersecurity issues. She's also been a Fed governor, so she's familiar with the institution that she was nominated for, which is basically top Wall Street regulator on the Federal Reserve. She's going to be in charge of regulations and really What she's done in the past few months is cultivate this kind of climate image where she has been warning a lot about the risk to resiliency of the economy from climate change and that financial institutions should be taking a look at that and seeing how they would perform under certain climate scenarios. So what happened at Thursday's confirmation hearing? And, you know, we saw some pushback from Republicans. Why was that? So a lot of the Republican criticism has centered around comments that Bloom Raskin made about the Fed's emergency lending programs in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. So Congress passed the CARES Act and it authorized these programs. And the Fed in a time of crisis can put taxpayer money behind certain sectors and try to boost the economy. What Bloom Raskin was saying is those programs at the time ended up aiding companies that were under financial stress before the pandemic. It is inappropriate for the Fed to make credit decisions and allocations. It's inappropriate for the Fed to choose winners and losers. Keep in mind in 2020, this was when oil prices were in the tank. There was a looming supply war with OPEC and Russia. This was already on top of an industry that was suffering under massive debt. Wall Street was already turning away from the oil and gas sector because a lot of companies didn't seem like they could repay their debts. So Bloom Raskin's argument was, why put money behind bad investments? These are taxpayer dollars. These are potentially companies that might not even be solvent in 10 to 20 years as the world turns away from fossil fuels because of greenhouse gas emissions policies that would make it more costly to burn carbon. So I think that that is where she was coming from and specific criticisms of those programs. However, Republicans took those criticisms to mean that she wants to stop lending to oil and gas in general, that she would come into the Fed and say banks and financial institutions cannot finance any sort of fossil fuels, which is not anything she's ever said. And she has been pretty consistent in saying that that is not the Fed's role and that it is pretty unlikely the Fed would ever wholesale stop lending to fossil fuel companies. And this pushback over Raskin's nomination sort of speaks to a broader conversation that's happening at the Fed under Chairman Powell. Could you talk about that? So Chairman Powell has started to talk about that there are potential risks to the financial system from climate change. Risk is risk is risk is kind of the watchword here that 
the banks, that regulators really need to think about anything that could harm the economy. So he has moved the Fed into this coalition called the Network for the Greening of the Financial System, which is a coalition of central banks that is starting to assess what uh, kind of risks climate change poses to the economy. You think about things like wildfires, sea level rise, the damage that results from those disasters, that's one thing. But we've also got to think about what's known as transition risk, which is policies to rein in greenhouse gas emissions would make it prohibitively expensive to use fossil fuels and that banks or investments that are overweight in carbon-heavy assets would actually lose value. So that's one thing. And then the, the Fed is also starting to write up a framework so banks can test themselves against certain climate scenarios. This is different than a formal stress test that the Fed would ask to make sure that banks could perform well in a financial crisis. This is something simply so that banks can kind of measure themselves against certain climate scenarios. Also, the House Oversight Committee is pushing board members of major oil and gas companies to attend a hearing about whether the energy industry's strategies to fight climate change are strong enough. On Thursday, the committee said board members of ExxonMobil, Chevron, and BP should attend a March 8th hearing or, quote, expect further action from this committee, according to a letter from Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney of New York. For context, those three companies have already declined to attend a February 8th hearing, according to the committee. The push for the board members to appear before Congress comes after the executives of major oil and gas companies testified in November about how much the industry knew about its own role in driving climate change in previous decades. Exxon and other major international oil companies have promised to cut their carbon emissions either by reducing or capturing the greenhouse gases they emit. Or, in the case of BP and Shell, they vowed to sell off their oil and fuel manufacturing businesses and invest more in renewable energy. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Carlos Prieto and Raghu Manavalan edited this week's podcast. Normal Malaykul is the podcast producer. Jenny Ament is the senior producer of audio at Politico. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back Monday. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron's El Segundo refinery is looking to turn plant-based oil into renewable gasoline, jet, and diesel fuels, because it's only human to want to power a better future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lowercarbon.